0: oh yeah welcome to the hope for you podcast i'm your host brother gene if you are troubled in your mind with worry doubt depression or even suicide please listen to the word of the lord for you there is no greater remedy for a troubled mind than the word of god isaiah 26 3 you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you That is God's promise to you. If you are reading the news of the day or watching secular television more than God's word, your thoughts will be full of fear and uncertainty of the future. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, we face death all day long. Romans 8, 35-39 Child of God, you are in a war, a battle for your mind and the souls of mankind. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5.8 The devil cannot steal your salvation, but he can steal your peace if you let him. For the weapons of our warfare are not normal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5 To illustrate, you're driving in your car, and a thought comes to you. The mortgage is due this week. Suddenly, fear tries to exalt itself over your mind. Your response should be, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 You did it before God, and you'll do it again. Perhaps you and your spouse had another argument on top of another argument, and you're doubting your relationship. That thought must be cast down. You cast it down with the word of God. What God has joined together, let no man separate. Mark 10.9 by speaking the word of God, you capture the thought and say, Thought, you obey Christ, and it will be so quiet you can hear a journey." If the thought comes into your mind, such as life just isn't worth living anymore, consider the source. Thoughts like that are called flaming arrows of evil one. They are certainly evil and must be taken captive. Please read the sixth chapter of Ephesians. You will understand the shield of faith so you can extinguish these flaming thoughts. Oftentimes, God uses us in great ways, but we get bogged down in one area where we can't seem to get the victory. Perhaps with a family member or ministry partner, we need to remember the great victories at this time. The prophet Elijah expressed this with an encounter with Jezebel. Jezebel was the wife of Ahab, a king of Israel, who did evil in the sight of the Lord. Well, together, they did more evil in Israel than any before them. This included the sacrifice of children on the altar of Baal. Elijah arrives on the scene, the man of God appointed for this time. By the way, you have been appointed by God himself at this time, to be alive, to do a great work for him. Let's pick it up in 1 Kings chapter 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also, how he had executed all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life, and went to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom-tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave, and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains, and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. So it was, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazal as king over Syria. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of abel Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Hazal, Jehu will kill. And whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. Yet I have reserved seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there, and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the twelve. Then Elisha passed by him, and threw his mantle on him, and he left the oxen, and ran after Elisha, and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him, and took a yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them, and oiled their flesh, using the oxen's equipment, and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose, and followed Elisha, and became his servant. What are you doing here, Elisha, my brother, my sister? The Lord would say unto you, What are you doing here, child of God? Get out of bed, get off the couch, and continue to do the work the Lord has called you to do. Forget about the strong wind never mind the earthquake don't worry about the fire we know they are from the evil one satan the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i have come that you may have life and have it to the bull john 10:10. god told elisha get busy with your call and you won't be depressed anymore you too child of god Get busy serving him and focus on others' needs, and he will take care of you. Let's pray. In Jesus' name, I command every foul spirit that is trying to exalt itself in my brother, my sister's life, and command it to go now, in Jesus' name. Be free now, in Jesus' name. Go out today and be a blessing to someone. Thank you for listening to the Hope For You podcast. This is your host, Brother Gene, saying there is hope for you.